lecture eleven part three of the groundwork of the christian virtues by william bernard ullathorne this librivox recording is in the public domain lecture eleven on the detestable vice of pride part three let those who are justly shocked with these last degrees of pride make use of them to understand what is hidden in the first degrees for even the beginning of pride contains the germs and seeds of these portentous growths all pride has the same general character and as the wisdom of god warns us in the scripture the beginning of the pride of man is to fall off from god there is some falling off from god in all pride though that falling off may not be consummated yet nothing grows faster than pride when indulged without opposition or restraint how this pride develops from the first instincts of its appetite to its riper monstrosities has been fearfully portrayed by father graytree in his book on logic from the instinct of his pride man proposes to act think and live in no other way than god himself lives he begins his thinking from the little he is and has and knows beyond him exists the great source of all being truth and life but in his self-sufficiency he refuses to be more to have more to receive more to learn more or to know more than he actually does know or has received he will not believe beyond himself see beyond himself or seek beyond himself he would derive all things from himself as god derives all things from himself he takes the posture of one who is always giving not the posture of one who is always receiving from what little he has by sense and by sight he generalizes the laws of the visible universe and dictates laws to god from the small glimmer of light in his intellect he constructs god and the whole order of truth and the whole order of justice if he were a spider he would make the universe a great spider's web and to him god would be as a great spider if he were a bee he would make god out to be a great bee gathering honey from a world of flowers and constructing waxen cells as he is a man he makes of god a being of human faculties with the qualities and limitations of humanity if a sensuous man he will make god sensuous is he prone to abstract speculations he will make god out to be a great abstraction is he a sentimental man god shall also be a sentiment but as a man is not god he ought before all to search after life and come nigh to life before he attempts to explain the mystery of life but to quote another thoughtful writer rather than humble himself to the truth or sanction what his own mind has not created the intensely proud man prefers inventing all sorts of chimeras for he would rather be a creator than accept what god has created yet when he sets himself to create he creates but nothings mere lying vanities that are less than nothing 
and finds his punishment in the nothingness of his creations he is constantly in the pains of parturition and brings forth wind but pride cannot destroy the creations of god it remains for us to obtain some perception of the way in which pride acts in the other deadly sins and how the habits of those evils react on pride and increase its intensity the seven deadly sins are the seven ways in which our nature is corrupted and defiled they are pride envy anger sloth covetousness intemperance and impurity or lust vice is the corruption of our affections beyond right order and due measure and these seven vices are called capital sins or deadly vices because all corruption of our rational nature flows from them the wholeness or integrity of our corporal nature is one thing the integrity of our spiritual nature is another of corporal natures some have existence and form but without sense such as gold others have sense as well as form such as the human body a body that has no sense is corrupted by the violating or breaking up of its unity thus if you break a gold cup to pieces you corrupt its form but if corruption enters into a sensible body like that of man it injures disorders and destroys the strength of that body and we call the person who owns it sick disordered or infirm any one of which states endangers or destroys the mortal life and so brings that body to its final corruption but our spiritual nature the soul within the body is made for truth and goodness and the right order of the soul towards truth and goodness we call justice the soul is therefore in a state of utter poverty and want when separated from truth and goodness and when wilfully separated she is in a state of violence of disorder and disunion for the soul grows in that proportion in which she is united with truth and with goodness and when perfectly united with them she is in perfect unity because there is a perfect unity between the subject and its true object which constitutes perfection the integrity therefore of a spiritual nature like the soul consists in adhering to the truth that is made known to her and to the good that is given to her and it should be remembered that truth is the light of good so that when we have more truth and good as we have in this world it gives us the hope of a good to which we have not yet come this adherence consists in acknowledging the truth and in loving the good which are presented to the soul and this adherence is an act of the free affection of the will but the sincerity of the soul is corrupted and her unity and integrity violated when the affections of the soul resist the known truth or when she does not love that good for which she was created when the soul resists the known truth she becomes divided and so corrupted in mind and when she resists the good for which she was made or the law of order and love by which that good is reached 
she becomes divided in her will and in all her soul and is disordered and defiled the purity of the mind is defiled by falsehood and rebellion against the truth and the purity of the will and spiritual sense is defiled by vice and rebellion against god's law the spring of this disorder is in the will and its first disorderly movement is to turn from god which is pride whilst the second disorderly movement is to turn with the love of preference to the creature which is cupidity but before we can turn with the love of preference to what is either false or inferior we first turn in pride from the truth of god or from the law of god or from god himself to what is low and base in other words pride rises in the will before the will enters into cupidity and stimulates concupiscence into sin this was the case with lucifer who turned from god before he turned to himself and abandoned the love of god before he gave his whole love to himself this was also the case with adam who turned from the truth of god before he accepted the falsehood from satan and ceased to be subject to god before he aspired to be equal to god through independent knowledge the soul in her integrity is united with god in affection through the medium of his light and grace and through that union is united in affection with all the good that proceeds from god whether to herself or to any creature and through this affection is ready to acknowledge and to honour that good wherever it appears but there are seven deadly corruptions of this affection of which pride is the first this false and disorderly love of one's own excellence as if it were the chief and most desirable good disorders and deforms our whole affection by drawing it to one poor and needy part of being and cutting it off from the whole for as we have already said all good is from one supreme good and the good that proceeds from god is less in itself than in him in whom we live and move and have our being acts chapter seventeen verse twenty eight whosoever then puts his delight in any good apart from the supreme good perversely gives himself but a part and loses the great whole of good by this separating of the soul from the supreme good and source of all good all the beauty of rational affection is destroyed the soul is left in an evil and most absurd position and is exposed without defence to every evil and punishment for the six capital vices that follow pride bring grief and punishment to the soul the punishment of pride becomes visible in the vices that follow it for whilst pride begins all iniquity the vices that follow punish the iniquity of pride pride would have good for its own exclusive property for the proud soul delights in having or imagining or wishing a good that another has not this love of having one's own especial excellence as an individual and exclusive property is the distinctive characteristic of pride 
and is the reason why the vice is defined to be the love of excellence as one's own property but this causes a hatred of all communion in good from which springs envy the first daughter of pride for you would not be displeased at another's good unless you first wished to have it yourself and to have it alone what wounds and grieves your pride in another's good or happiness is the sense it awakens in you of your own deficiency and the discovery that you are not what you imagined you were or wished to be in taking an unjust delight in your pride you are justly tormented by envy your pride makes you pleased with what you think you are and your envy makes you displeased with what another is the less conscious a soul is of the malice of her pride the more deeply she is corrupted by it and the more alluringly it has entered the more deeply has it penetrated its very first influence is to blind the soul to its presence and we mostly see it when through the dawning of humility it begins to disappear but envy wounds pride and inflicts pain yet even then it is not the evil that is felt so much as the bitterness and so this envy is the beginning of the punishment of pride the vice of anger follows that of envy it is an irrational perturbation of the soul that also brings with it a certain punishment for if the good or the happiness of another is wounding to pride how much more is it wounded when another rises to oppose or to offend our pride then it will rouse up with an irrational excitement and reason is lost in anger being utterly unable to endure with patience the soul becomes agitated and tormented revealing a weakness and want of foundation and is incapable of bearing adversity with calmness there is a just anger of which the scripture says be angry and sin not psalm four verse five but this is that righteous indignation which refuses to accept to countenance to encourage or to do evil it is quite different from that evil anger that refuses to suffer infliction just anger rejects sin unjust anger refuses the punishment of sin and is restless and disquieted losing all patience in the presence of opposition thus pride suffers misery whilst the body is tortured with anger and the soul with its grief these three capital vices pride envy and anger are in most vicious ways opposed to god pride denies him envy accuses him anger flies from him the man whose glory is in his independent excellence will have no superior in envying the good given to another he accuses the divine giver in taking anger to his heart he expels the divine lover of peace and breaks into language that either insults god in himself or in his creature pride says god is not my good envy says he is not my benefactor the good i loved he has given to another anger says he has not sent me good but evil 
thus are these three vices especially injurious to god for pride separates from him envy is offended with his goodness to others and anger expels his memory from the soul after these three those four other vices follow in which god may be said to avenge the injuries that pride commits against him for when the soul abandons god god abandons the soul to her own devices and she sinks from one degradation to another the first of these four is sloth which is a weariness of soul arising from the loathing of interior good for after a soul has lost her spiritual good she finds herself in a solitary and deserted state that leaves her in pain and bitterness and without any disposition to seek what she has lost after this follows covetousness or avarice which is an immoderate cupidity for external goods for as the soul is without internal good and is utterly insufficient for herself she is driven to fill her appetite with external things that are far below her nature sloth fills the soul with weariness and pain and avarice distracts her with incessant cares and labours upon many inferior things but when it is taken up into the pride of possessing the heart becomes extremely hardened the fruits of all this toil and care are hoarded up from use and gloated upon and the avaricious man obtains the name of miser or miserable yet this is but one base and conspicuous form of that vice of pride which by its selfishness and exclusive claim to good of one kind or another is miserly in everything after covetousness comes the vice of gluttony the soul lost to interior solidity and framed upon exterior things is caught by intemperance an ignominious passion that satiates the body whilst it obstructs and brutalizes the mind and whilst under the plea of necessity it disorders both body and soul it leads to yet viler things lastly comes the vice of lust or impurity to which intemperance directly leads the pride of the spirit ends in the pride of the flesh and what begins in rebellion of the soul ends in the rebellion of the basest part of our human nature the first of these seven vices brings down the soul from the highest and noblest good the last brings her down to the lowest degrees of turpitude as the psalmist says i have come down into the deep mire and there is no substance psalm sixty eight verse three the inflation of pride has no substance reaction comes from that inflation and still seeking the substance of good where it cannot be found sinks into the shameful mud of uncleanness this last vice is the mockery of the first and self-elevation rebounds into self-degradation these are the seven vices that corrupt the whole integrity of the soul of which pride is not only the first but the bitter root that provides the poison of malice for all the rest of these unhallowed vices whereby the sanctity of god is insulted 
but against these seven destructive evils god has sent his seven witnesses into all humble holy and penitent souls in the seven gifts of his holy spirit from the beginning to the end of the holy scriptures we shall find if we study them attentively one fundamental truth and one unceasing admonition we hear it in paradise we see it on the cross it runs through the sacred histories is loud in the prophets frequent in the sapiential books continuous in the gospels and rises in many pages of the apostolic writings this fundamental truth instructs us to know this constant admonition exhorts us to act on the belief that what god accepts from man is humility and that what he rejects is pride his blessings are for the humble his maledictions are for the proud in every virtue it is humility that he rewards in every vice it is pride that he punishes and when we remember that it is humility that subjects the soul and the virtues to god and that it is pride that sends the soul away from god and inflames the vices with its malice we shall see that it cannot be otherwise saint caesarius of arles has left us a remarkable homily in exposition of this truth which he has drawn from every part of the scriptures the whole doctrine is summed up in a proverb of solomon which is repeated by st peter and by st james that god resists the proud but gives his grace to the humble proverbs chapter three verse thirty four one peter chapter five verse five james chapter four verse six this truth is so obvious to humble souls that they see it by a spiritual intuition and feel it by a spiritual instinct it should however be observed that the humble are sometimes in the sacred scriptures called the poor and sometimes the right of heart for the humble are the poor in spirit and the right of heart are those whose hearts are in just submission to god on the other hand the proud are often called the arrogant or the stiff-necked or the malignant or by other terms denoting their insurrection against their creator and lord a few passages will show how all maledictions evils and punishments are denounced or directed against pride in the book of leviticus for instance the almighty declares to the israelites who despise his law or contemn his judgments i will break the pride of your stubbornness leviticus chapter twenty six verse nineteen and in the book of numbers the soul that committeth anything through pride whether he be born in the land or a stranger because he hath been rebellious against the lord shall be cut off from among his people for he hath contemned the word of the lord and made void his precept therefore shall he be destroyed and shall bear his iniquity numbers chapter fifteen verses thirty and thirty one and in the book of job it is said the praise of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite but for a moment if his pride mount up even to heaven and his head touch the clouds 
in the end he shall be destroyed as a dunghill and they that had seen him shall say where is he his bones shall be filled with the vices of his youth and they shall sleep with him in the dust job chapter twenty verses five through eleven and the proverb says the proud and the arrogant is called ignorant who in anger worketh pride proverbs chapter twenty one verse twenty four of the impious man the psalmist says the proud did iniquitously altogether psalm one hundred eighteen verse fifty one of the heretic st paul says he is proud knoweth nothing one timothy chapter six verse four in these and in a great number of passages besides pride is pointed out as the malignant element in the other vices as the cause of those vices as that which is hateful to god in them and as that which is punished as the prophet joel says of the enemy of god's people his stench shall ascend and his rottenness shall go up because he hath done proudly joel chapter two verse twenty for as isaiah says the day of the lord of hosts shall be upon every one that is proud and high-minded and upon every one that is arrogant and he shall be humbled isaiah chapter two verse twelve but whilst the god of all goodness reprobates the proud because they are the enemies of all goodness humiliates them because they lift themselves in conceit and brings them to confusion because they labor in their vanity to confuse all things in what page of his divine revelation does he not love and bless the humble he looks down upon the humble visits the humble gives his grace to the humble consoles the humble dwells with the humble gives his peace to the humble sends down his spirit upon the humble and promises his kingdom to the humble why do we speak only of humility and pride and not also of charity and cupidity since charity is the perfection of virtue and cupidity the root of evil for this plain reason that it is humility that obtains charity and pride that gives malice to cupidity without humility we could not receive charity as without pride cupidity might slumber without evil action humility is the human preparation for charity the sacrificial altar on which it is enkindled pride is the malicious side of cupidity that awakens and excites it to sin pride sets fire to cupidity and cupidity is its smoky flame humility is obtained with great labor charity descends from heaven upon the toils of humility humility and charity are by the grace of god inseparable but cupidity and pride are the double fetters that bind the wicked to their misery when you hear the scriptures or the church sound the praises of humility you know that charity is in her company but when you hear their execrations upon pride you know that pride is bound up with cupidity whoever therefore would be freed from pride must labor also to extinguish cupidity 
and whoever would obtain true humility must strive as well for perfect charity let us then entreat of god with our whole powers that in his mercy he would deliver us from pride and cupidity and would grant us the inestimable gift of humility and charity that we may not follow the evil spirits in their pride to destruction but christ the divine master of humility to sanctification which may god in his goodness grant us now and forever amen end of lecture eleven part three